Hey mappers, welcome to the first episode of Off Grid. I'm your host Brian, also known as Red Zombie, and today I'm here with our first guest, Herr Dr. Mort. Go ahead and say hi. Uh, hello. Um, so what do you what do you want me to call you by? Just Herr Dr. Mort, Graphic uh, Gravity Cat's probably easier. Okay. And it's the uh, original name, you know. Yeah. All right. So why don't you tell me a, bit, a little bit about uh, yourself? Like, do just give yourself a little introduction. Oh, you can't put me in the spot like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm still in high school. I guess that's a pretty important point. So I don't have a lot of time for mapping. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, I really don't know what else to say on this. Well, I can ask you a few questions, and we'll go on from there that's fine so mm -hmm. first of all how did you get into mapping oh uh i found a game on steam a few years ago called no more room in hell and uh that was pretty much my first introduction to most of the source engine stuff aside from half-life 2 and uh i really liked the game so i wanted to make a few levels for it and i actually didn't for a few years because i still didn't know how to use it or anything one day i thought i'm gonna look up a tutorial for how to do this and i started making a couple levels but i never really finished any of them and then i made one level for it and it's still in alpha and i haven't finished it <laughs> but it's playable well well hope you can finish that um so how how was your introduction to map labs how did you find that community i was actually uh wanting to make levels for gary's mod and uh i was looking on the gmod subreddit and i can't remember what the original post was but someone linked uh the icap competition and then i joined this discord and that's how it started interesting all right yeah um i think map labs is going to like help a lot of new people try and create get get an introduction into creating levels especially because it gives them a lot of challenges and stuff to face with like the limitations like for two rooms um being limited to like the two rooms is, is like an interesting take on trying to make a uh, compelling gameplay environment so mm. um so what are what are some of your favorite games that you like to play uh, well uh i'm stuck playing lots of half-life mods right now but uh i like a lot of first person shooters like um good old modern warfare yeah. i also like uh the division and the division 2 oh yeah yeah the division i actually have a um a f i know somebody who's actually did a lot of the level design for that um like Ooh. the first few sections and then a little bit of the hotel, so that was pretty interesting to get a little bit of insider on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I play I play a little bit of the division as well. Um, I haven't played it more recently, but I, I do enjoy that, those type of games. And, and I've then, been trying to get back into it, maybe yeah, so I can stop playing Half Life mods. <laughs> <laughs> the only it's problem is, problem. yeah, playing a lot of Half Life mods, is, <laughs> it can be draining and get frustrating. Like I'm done with Half Life. I want to play something else. Hmm. <laughs> Um, so do you do you plan on like trying to make like a level design or game design as like a career or are you just doing it as a hobby? Oh, I definitely want to get a career in it. Sorry. I'm hoping to finish high school and then start a game design bachelor, I think it is, in university. Oh, okay. 
Um, is it specifically, like, do you specifically want to do level design, or is it another, like, medium you want to do? Yeah, I want to do level design. Okay. Uh, so if there was a dream, like, game or a series to work on, what do you think it would be? Hmm, something apocalyptic. And I can tell that from uh, from all your uh, yeah. entries from Map Labs, <laughs> Collapse is really like Collapse. I can tell like you've been playing D- Division because of because of Collapse. Like, yeah, that gives me the, the like the whole. It's it's New York. It's got like all the police barriers up. Like the 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 whole world's ending and yeah, yeah. It it was the the bridge you did there was like really good. That was that was I really like how oh, yeah. that turned out. I love doing Skybox stuff. It's so much fun for some reason. Just making tiny little versions of stuff and then you get to see it all big at the end yeah um and then the the, the little jets flying over at the end were we're not doing what i thought they were going to do i thought i was expecting a bomb but it turns out it was they were just <laughs> flying over but i was I, I i wanted to do like a little sort of something like that because uh it it ends with saying i think the worst is over and then jets fly by and it gives you a little heart attack before you realize <laughs> that i actually gonna bomb me yeah that's that's more so the reason why i thought oh well i'm dead um but it was, <laughs> also, it was uh, yeah go ahead Oh, I just want to say a thank you to Struntleg for those jets, because <laughs> that's where I got them from. Oh, yeah, so it's like a custom model, right? No, it's just a bunch of little brushes. Oh, wow, okay. Mm. And wow. all those brushes are a uh, move linear. That is... Skateboards. That is impressive. Mm. Um, yeah, so... An apocalyptic game, yeah, that's... that's pretty uh a hard type of environment to pull off to pull off right like you because you mm. did it pretty well with with collapse but um i think they could use more detail to be honest but there's not much you can do with just half-life 2 assets in a modern apocalypse setting yeah which so for my entries i've tried to to limit myself as much as possible to um default half-life 2 assets because i want to try and use them uniquely and if i can pull off an environment that you don't recognize with default assets i think i've done my job um like with epsilon which is our underwater facility that we did for eye candy that was all there was no custom assets besides the sign outside and i think that that's i guess also the caustics in the in the submarine room but there there was no custom assets in that and we, I think we did a pretty good job of pulling off the Bioshock and Soma field because those are the games we were inspired by, and those that's eventually what a lot of people were recognizing. Now, with, with Time to Get Serious was on a, on a different hand because there's not a whole lot of Middle Eastern desert temple-like type of textures and models and stuff for Half-Life, so obviously we had to do custom shenanigans for that. But Yeah. Yeah, so cu- custom stuff is, is probably the way to go when you do these type of competitions, but pretty much the only thing you would have for a sort of Egyptian setting is that one set of stone walls which I used for uh, that bridge in Hurricane yeah yeah in Hurricane yeah that's another that was another one too like you probably don't want to go back to it but shelter was definitely oh. like was was don't that, say that. <laughs> was that your first uh, like besides doing what you're doing in no room and hell is that was that your first like half-life level yep okay so yeah there was a lot of people still like dig dig into it and they they review maps like everyone knows exactly what they're doing and that's not like the mindset you should go into with if i like for example if i've seen somebody who's entered about 10 times already and their map still isn't improving i just know they're not taking a feedback and they're just doing whatever but you did a significant jump from from shelter to hurricane 
And okay. it was... It you, was you yeah. don't give me too much credit for that, because uh, Shelter has kind of an interesting history behind it, if you will. Uh, I was originally... When I first joined here, it was like the start of the IG competition. And I was going to do a sort of map set in like a... Somewhere, but then... Uh, I was in another competition at the time, and I started getting, like, mapping burnout, I suppose, because I hadn't really done this much work on a map in such a short time period before, so mm. I was kind of doubting myself and whatnot, and I ended up scrapping that first idea. But then a sudden bout of inspiration hit me, and I tried to make shelter in three days, and it didn't work so well, because there were a lot of things in the source engine I didn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, like, trying to quickly do something and try to figure it out it's like you either have to have no life for the next three days or you just gotta do what you can and mm. overall the the map was fine because it was it is it, you were you really have to like focus on the lighting because inside it was pretty pitch black which yeah i, mean, is I was problem, hoping but... that i was hoping that all the um ambient light would like shine through the windows and mm-hmm. stuff which is why i put so much windows in but it didn't really work because i'm not that good with lighting. yeah so like uh, probably you could have just either like open, made the windows a little bit uh, taller, so like have them reach the ground a little bit closer, or yeah. you could have used like a bunch of like point lights to try and uh, point spots. I did, I did try that, but then uh, someone like when I was making shelter, I didn't even know how light environment worked. Mm-hmm. I thought that uh, like ambient light and brightness were like two different things. Because okay, so basically what I was doing was. I was making what the ambient light should be, the moonlight. So the moon was shining big, bright blue light off of everything. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's... That's understandable with that. Um, just... Yeah, lighting is a tough piece to handle. Especially, mm. um... <laughs> you're on a tight time frame and you don't know what to... We don't know exactly what everything does, but... You, you learn from your your mistakes yeah. i guess um at least now i'm doing better than uh let's put a bunch of white lights everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you plan on like going back and like sprucing up shelter a little bit or are you just gonna lock it away Ooh, i've said this before i really do want to go back and like make it really big because there's a lot of um industrial sort of stuff that yeah. i have saved from the inspiration channel mm-hmm and I want to go and make shelter like a probably like maybe I'll make it a mod someday. I don't know, but I do want to make it bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there there's a lot of like with um I didn't actually take a two two look at this, but in in shelter past the fence is the is that entirety sky, entirely skybox or is a little bit of like floor space out there? No, it's entirely skybox. Okay. I probably could, should have changed that. <laughs> well, you could uh, you could do that. Um, but I was also thinking because if you wanted to go back and like make it more industrial, you could just put like even closer buildings to like try and um, close off yeah. the, the skyline. Well, but... yeah, I want I want to make it like a um an industrial sort of complex with mm-hmm. multiple abandoned buildings and like a sewer system or something. Okay. Yeah. Basically, the environment would be completely different. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. The other, thing is, the other thing is, uh, I know a lot of people talked about this as well for Shelter, but the batteries on the generator. Uh, <laughs> what was What's the deal with that? I, okay, um, I stole that, mm-hmm. I'm going to admit, because 
think midway through the three days I was working on Chilter, I thought, crap, I don't have any sort of gameplay. And I didn't want you to just press a button and the elevator's on. Which probably would have been fine, to be honest, but I thought, I'm going to need a puzzle. And I don't know any puzzles. And then uh, I thought, why not do a battery hunt? Unfortunately, I didn't know how to make a battery hunt work. But um, there's one No More Room in Hell map called Cabin. And it had a section where you had to find a battery and then uh, put it into a generator. Mm, you know, I think so I it wasn't. It wasn't my idea. Yeah, I think <laughs> I know the map you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah. I, with again, with your limited time frame, it's like understandable trying to put something together to make it work. But I think I've said this before on like in like the the Map Labs Discord and talk talking on my streams. Like gameplay doesn't have to be gunfights and puzzles. Yeah, it could be exploration. It can be, like, again, going back to Epsilon, the whole thing just takes is basically you kind of getting, learning the bare bones understanding of what happened in this like underwater facility. You you go into one room, you see that there's um, there's a there's a storage like it's a storage contain like a storage area full of like these pods with Vortigaun slaves inside them, and there's obviously like operating tables. It's like okay, something. Something's going on with these, with these, with the people here operating and studying Vortigaunts. And you go to the, this prison cell room, and there's there's a dude, there's, there's a dead dude in one cell, dead Vortigaunt in another, and then there's the third guy you got to rescue, and you bring him to the end, and then you leave. And you, it, it's it's there's not really, I do ha there's obviously this, the the gameplay of you breaking the vent and then opening the um the cell, but other than that, it's more so just exploration. And as long as you do exploration and sightseeing good, then that could be a gameplay too, which yeah there's a lot of people who criticize gameplay based on ex like exactly what you're um if it's not like puzzles or um gunfights which i don't really agree with but there's also the whole stigma of hey look it's another it's another source engine walking simulator like the Esther type of thing and it's like well what's wrong with walking simulators huh yeah it's, it looks, <laughs> if it looks nice it's, it shouldn't be a problem yeah, and as long as it doesn't make you walk too much, because honestly that can be a bit of a problem too when you're just sitting there going, come on, go faster. <laughs> exactly, which if people if people watching me play their maps and they they see that I'm like jumping to move faster or I'm trying to like sprint everywhere, it's not the fact that I'm bored, but it's just I do, I like I have to get along. I can't like, unless it's part of the yeah. gameplay experience, I don't want to be there any longer than I have to. Pretty much everyone in Hurricane did do the jumping thing because I didn't give him a suit, and uh, it's understandable because it was boring to walk in that. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. Um, I could have made it smaller, honestly. You probably could have done that. It probably it might have. Uh, it's it's you know you like you never know unless you do it, so you don't know exactly what to do. But... Yeah. All right. So, what has been your biggest goal in life? Uh, maybe to make my own game someday. Don't we all? <laughs> what type of uh, game would you make? I know you said post-apocalyptic, but like... Genre? I don't know. Probably just a super generic first-person shooter. <laughs> Actually, hey, that's fine. Wait, no. One thing, one thing I do want to do is do a um, like a story-driven sort of 
um, post-apocalyptic game where you play as like a ordinary civilian or something, and it's it'll, it'll be kind of like a Telltale game or something, but not Telltale. Yeah. Where you just like where you know where um exploration and character interaction is sort of more the focus than action or something. Like your choices matter, but it's not a story game essentially. Like it's like a like a only specific story game. I get what you mean. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, if I was to work on, I I either want to work on a Halo game for multiplayer levels. Or I want to make my own type of um, Dark Souls, Bloodborne type of game. I really like like the story and the lore for all like the Dark Souls games. Probably my my favorite like genre is the is like the, the Soulsborne type of action games. But I have yet to do like massive level design on that scale, so that's that's something I'm working for. <laughs> Hmm, um, post-apocalyptic Soulsborne game would be interesting. <laughs> have you played? Uh, have you played the or seen that game Remnant? Um, no, I don't think so. I would go ahead and look that up whenever, whenever you get the chance. It's pretty much exact. It's not exactly that. It's demons are invading like a modern world, and it's basically like a Soulsborne third-person shooter. And it, it's really interesting. I played it for for about ten hours, but it's. It's an interesting game, and they just released another expansion too to make it even more in depth. So that's a game you should probably check out at some point. Hmm. You bored me for a minute there. I was like, ten hours straight? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have about like twelve hours, ten hours total playtime on it, but it's it goes on for a long, lot longer than that. Yeah. Um. So what's what do you think your biggest failure was while you were mapping, and what did you learn from it? Okay, that one should be obvious. You don't even have to ask the question. Shelter. shelter. Yeah, it's shelter. I really regret that. Also, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say my biggest failure is shelter itself. It's probably the decision to scrap my original concept. Because if I went with the original concept, I probably would have had something at least a little bit better. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to know exactly what you're getting into until you uh, yeah you finish. Because that that was like my that was my first ever interaction with. Uh, any Half-Life 2 modding community, really. I didn't really know what to what to do with anything. Yeah, and, and I remember it, it sucks. My first, my first, my first day coming into Map Labs, I came in, read the rules, thought up an idea, and then I asked in general, "What does it mean to end the map?" <laughs> so you didn't know, like I didn't know to like like the level have to end. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know what that meant because I didn't know what a like a point climb command or anything was. I didn't know how to end a game because all I'd done was no room in hell. Yeah. And that has a different sort of ending system, obviously. Yeah. And I didn't even know how that worked properly. Hmm. Well, that is, like I said, shelters shelters learning experience. Just uh, don't don't look at yeah. it as a, something too bad. Just don't look at it. <laughs> That's mm. a book. So uh, this might be a little bit of challenge, challenging question to answer based on like your current like your situation of you being in high school and you learning and all that kind of stuff. But um, mm -hmm. what advice would you give to somebody who's wanting to pursue uh, pursue a career similar to yours? So well, you could have write about it being a difficult question. Uh, I'd say, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just I, I I'd say 
probably build up a portfolio. That's probably one of the most important bits of trying to get a, like, even just a position on a mod team or something. If you have a good, like, portfolio with a lot of quality stuff in there, then they're obviously going to hire you. Because uh, there's the people at Number Room and Hell are making a second game for it, oh. and I want to. They're not. It's not like a job or anything, but I do want to join because that gives me a lot of good work experience. Exactly. Unfortunately, and... it is. It is Unreal Engine Four, so uh, I can't really because I don't okay. know the engine very well. So, yeah, I didn't know they're making a second game. That's interesting. I have to look into that. But yeah, you're 100 percent right. Having a portfolio, even even if it's your worst work you've done, still show it off and show the progression that you were bad at something. You're okay at something, and now you're great at something. With with um, showing off your work, it just it just shows that you can you can iterate on your work. You know how to you know how to learn from your mistakes, and especially like you said, doing doing a portfolio to join a modding team is even better because it shows that you've you've worked in a in a team environment. You've so you've published a game. You you've you know. You're able to yeah. learn, like, adapt to their how their workflow is and all that kind of stuff. So that is that is very that is very important. And then you can also throw on your resume and stuff like, I didn't work for a game studio, but I made a mod. And that that still counts. That's still that's still mm. that's it's still everything. work experience. Um, Unfortunately, it is a bit hard to get um for me to get jobs because I live in Australia and obviously. Uh, lots of them are American or European, and that means when it's three AM for me, it's like work hours for them. Yeah, that's. I don't have the whole. I don't have the whole time zone problem because I live in Southern California and in the United States, obviously. Uh, it's it's. I'm I'm like closer to. I'm obviously closer to like. Um, studios, but it's still like an issue for me because especially California is expensive to live in. It's it's. I can't just move out and go wherever I want and go pick a studio. However. I've been discovering recently. I'm sure this is sure this has been a thing for a long time. Um, but studios like Treyarch um, and Activision and um, Respawn, EA, like all of them in L like the LA area, they actually um, will help you like move. And some studios even will pay for like help you pay for like an apartment. Um, I think it was at Treyarch uh, has a thing where they do a three month stipend for your rent. And then um, I, don't know, I don't know if they help you pay for it or if you if you're if you're on your own after that. But um, even with like internships, I think there was um, Treyarch helps you move, and then they pay half of your rent, and you pay the other half. So it's that's like a lot of studios and can help you try and move. So if you if it's something if you're looking into is going to a studio, something you're more interested in, I would still apply anyways when you get the experience, and then make sure you. Somewhere, if they maybe they have an option to say so, or you put it in your cover letter, be like, "Hey, um, I'm living in Australia or insert country here, and I need help moving. If that's a possibility, and see what they say." Um, but yeah, that's which. Uh, if you if you were to pick like an actual studio, do you know if you were to pick which one you would go for? Uh, probably Valve. Yeah. Valve. Or. Because <laughs> Valve is pretty good, I hear. But uh, Ubisoft as well, because, you know, they made the division. I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, so what are some of the best resources that have helped you along your way? Ooh. Uh, i got to say what everyone else probably says to this. Uh, Top Hat Waffle. 
Mm. That's how I that's how I learned the basics of Hammer. And uh three clicks Philip as well, he helped. But um a lot of the people like there's no room in hell Discord and they helped me quite a bit with um my first number room in hell map and that sort of gave me experience with how basics of Hammer works as well. Yeah, I, I and, uh, go ahead. But oh, I was just gonna say that's probably it. I couldn't really think of much else. Most of it was just experimenting. That's the big three for me as well. It was Top Hat Waffle and Three Clicks Philip when I was getting into Counter Strike, and then basically taking what I know over to Half Life and experimenting with that. I've never like I my with Epsilon. I've never used scripted sequences before, and any of that kind of stuff. And that was my first time trying to figure it out. I looked up a few things to try and get it to work, but most of the time it was just me experimenting, like what worked and what didn't. And experimentation was is a really big one. Well, you trying something out in the in the eye candy competition worked out much better than me. Uh well, I mean, I can't I can't take too much. Um, like be like, oh yeah, I just did it and it like it works out. I've been working in the Source Engine for almost nine years now. Wow. Yeah, and it's mainly been for Counter Strike, so it's it's more so I understand how Hammer works, but I have to get to use all this Half Life scripting and all that kind of stuff because I've obviously yeah. with Counter Strike you don't need to script anything. It's you can't have any of these very random variables that can affect the gameplay. You need you make sure the map's balanced, and then the only two triggers you've been using is a buy zone and bomb sites, and that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to do that. I still have to do um scripting eventually. You. <laughs> NPCs gameplay. Yuck. <laughs> Alright. So this can be limited to your three maps or maybe ones that we don't know about, but what has been your favorite map to create so far? Uh I don't know, I don't really like any of them. <laughs> I'd say that's uh, yeah, probably because it's the least terrible. And but no, it was, it was a lot of fun to make the bridge in that and do some of the post-apocalyptic environments. That is, yeah, it's, it's, well, it was a really good looking map and it actually kind of made me want to explore the bottom area more. But, mm. you know, with the limitation, you know, that's really going to happen. That is just one big room. <laughs> well, I actually do have a, like a little bit of a, a tangent question, but what was with the Neon Twins? What is that whole thing about? Oh, uh, I, okay, I wanted to have, like, a, a party sequence at the end, uh -huh. and I didn't want to just use citizens, because they kind of blended in with the crowd a bit too much, and I was thinking I could use combine, and then I was like, yeah, it's not really party-ish enough, and then I saw, um, the wasteland combine soldiers from That's Redonculus and one Ups backup entry. Mm-hmm. For run things shoot live field too, and I thought, wow, they're like bright pink and bright yellow. This is perfect. And then I sort of like made up a little name for them from that because this the neon twin signs has pink and yellow on it, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. And there's pink and yellow lights too, so I kind of did a theme around that. Well, it was definitely an interesting thing to uh, to see when mm. <laughs> your character wakes up. Yes, but there are. Uh, one thing about that, uh, a lot of people complained that there's a bit of a abrupt tonal shift because you, like, the previous night you see a dude get murdered off screen, and then you wake up and there's a party. Yeah, that that's definitely a, that's definitely um, a 
a concern that's there, but it, I mean, honestly, I totally didn't even remember. Like, I was like, I was so like taken back by the party that was going. I was like, what? What is going on? <laughs> it was a bit uh, fast paced, but that's meant. I wanted to like when I first had the idea. I um. I wanted to set the events over like the course of a week, but then I realized you couldn't change skybox or environment lighting midway through. And well, I, okay. Originally, I thought you were allowed to have three maps for the competition, but you only had one, so I kind of broke the rules a bit. But anyway, I still couldn't fit like a week's worth of like changing days over three maps. Yeah, I. So I meant it two days, and still broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I it's like I, understandable because you only did uh, you know I did you, you didn't do back on track. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like abrupt if you like if you've read the rules before. Like okay, I kind of already know what to do. You just need to know the prompt and like the last yeah. two you've done was like okay, you can use three maps. You can use three maps. And all of a sudden, oh wait, you can only use one map. Uh oh. I really should read things properly, but um, <laughs> it was really funny because uh, you play tested collapse right, and then yeah. um. Yeah, you were the one that said, "You, you know, are you like okay? Is this is the second part like a different a bonus entry?" And I'm like, "No, you're like you're only allowed one map." And then you sent me the picture of the part of the um comp card that said you were only allowed to submit one playable BSP, and I went, "Shit!" <laughs> <laughs> so I I had to I had to go into Chris's DMs and be like, "Actually, wait, I'll find it real quick." I somehow failed to read the fact that we're only allowed one BSP for this comp until today. So I have a second map, but it takes place in the exact same location as the first map. Still has two rooms, and it's pretty small with no gameplay. Could you please let it stay in the contest? And all he said was, bruh. <laughs> that was it? No, um, there was a conversation afterwards. Okay. But, and, and I was really relieved to see that he wasn't disqualifying it for that. <laughs> Which... I think it know. did get points taken off of it because of that, though. Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe with the score sheets, I think they should, like, if something like that happens, there should be a note, like, oh, lost a few points because violated whatever rule or whatever, but... Well, I, I still don't know if it happened. Yeah, like, we don't, we, don't, we don't know because there's yeah. a rating and then there's no, like, yeah. You could probably, yeah, you could probably do that, but, I mean, it's it's done already, like, you could, yeah. <laughs> the worst that can happen I'm still, is happy. With, I'm still pretty happy with the score. Yeah, uh, even with the points taken off. What uh, do you remember? What you got on there? I can look. <laughs> Let's see. I'm pretty sure I got a um, an average of sixty-eight. Like, yeah, yeah, an average of sixty-eight. I think that's uh, well rounded. Yeah, better than sixty, sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that's still that's better than Hurricane because Hurricane got a fifty-five. And uh, Shelter got a pull. <laughs> I'm improving. <laughs> it's definitely improvement. Um, yeah. I... Uh, back to the back to the subject of portfolios, though. If um, if anyone sees my portfolio for just these three maps, they're gonna hire me in a second. Obviously. Because they're gonna be like, this dude went from the shelter to hurricane in the span of like two weeks. Hired. <laughs> yeah. He learns fast. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of a hot take. I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with me, but I think that the way the maps are judged is very they're very different for between each judge. And I understand it's like their own like personal takes on each level, but mm. 
it's always seems to be like I'm not calling out any specific judge, like, but the guest judges from like the past few comps that I've seen have seems to be in, like the complete con like opposite contrast of what the actually what the three main judges have, <laughs> have scored, which it kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit, but it's not really too big of a deal because if you look at like the the first three or the, the top three entries, it's pretty consistent. Um, yeah. with their scores, but otherwise it's oh, kind of You know, uh, Beef Bacon winning every time. <laughs> Honestly, man, I need to get Beef on here and he'll, he needs to uh, talk about all the I'm, stuff he I'm does, looking. But... I'm looking forward to that episode. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else do we got next? Okay, so what do you get your ideas for your levels? Ooh, uh, just video games mostly. Because uh, what I what I tend to sort of do when I'm thinking up locations for levels is I think of games I've played and I'm like, where is that set? What's it, what's it based off? And then I think, yeah, that'd be a pretty interesting and unique sort of environment for this map. So and then I um I like take a look at Google Maps and try and like find a good location based off that as much as I can. That's what I did with Hurricane and Collapse. And yeah, I, I imagine a lot of a, a lot of people get inspiration from the same sources, like play yeah. games or pictures or whatever. And um, which it's fine if you find inspiration somewhere else too, as long as you get inspired. That's all that matters. You can probably get inspired by your own work. Like, hey, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds, this this might actually be pretty cool. And like, you do some you do something different based off your own work, which is pretty rare, but it can happen. Hmm. Um, so how would you describe the work that you create? Um, I have to find a word other than bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know, to be honest. It's really hard to describe like your own work without having a, a bias towards it, because everyone kind of hates the levels they've made. And like a, like a certain someone, <laughs> HE42... <laughs> I have to say, if you want someone else that's improved a lot, he's the man. Because he went from Zero Wits Trash to, uh, forgot the name, Raw Sewage in the span of two weeks as well. Yeah, it, it there, like, like I said, I, I've told him this several times. It's all about stop putting yourself down when you're going to create the level, because if you just go in and do that, then your level's not going to be shit to begin with, and you're just going to keep building shit, and it's not going to work. And it, Most it's, of the time now, when I say my maps are bad or something, I'm just joking. Yeah, like you're you're doing it as like you do it as an after the fact thing. You yeah. can't you can't affect the map when it's already happened. It's it's already <laughs> done. But but it's also like it's it's not you're not so much as doing like a intense self deprecation against yourself. Yours it's just more of a self deprecation humor. Yeah, I'm trash talking my maps more than me. Uh, yeah. Ag42, he would he would go into like off topic and rant about himself for like. Bible verse length of paragraphs. Yeah, and, and it's it sucks because if if he just put a time into it to like make his maps, and without mm. thinking they're shit, they could be a lot better. Uh, in in raw sewage, you know that um that like puzzle at the end with the explosive barrel in the door. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people had complaints with that, but an interesting thing is uh, when I played it, I just it clicked for me instantly. Because you're stuck in a room with a door you're supposed to open and a bunch of explosive barrels. What else are you going to do? 
So that that is a fair point, but like coming from it from you have to think of of some coming it from someone who's never played like Half Life before. Now yeah. that's the other thing is like yes, technically this is a Half Life competition, but technically it's not. It's just using Half Life as the yes. Um, it's it, it's kind of like it doesn't really stand out. Like I immediately need to throw this barrel at this door and I can progress because this the door doesn't show any sign of of cracks or dent, dents and be like okay, it can be damaged. Yeah. And there's also no. He should have just put a, a scorch decal on it or something. Honestly, here's exactly how you could have improved the area. Make a button that's broken, sparking, and you can't use it, right? Maybe, yeah. or maybe you can have the button there. It doesn't work, and if you go to interact with it, it moves. It just slightly moves the door, right? But yeah. also put some kind of indication that the door can blow up. Like, <laughs> it could be a really. This is like really simple. But you could put like a decal that says like warning fragile. It wouldn't make sense, but now you know the door's fragile. It can break. Yeah. And or, or you could do cracks crack on it. or yeah, yeah, any of that kind of stuff would would make it better. Um so do you have any other uh interests outside of mapping slash modding? Who does? If you're a level designer, you sacrifice everything in your life to level design. Well, that's the correct. That's the only incorrect answer. <laughs> no, but uh, for real, I uh, I uh, 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 I like watching movies. I am a big movie guy too. Yep. What is what are some of your favorite movies? Oh, more of these sorts of questions. <laughs> it takes me time to think of these sorts of things. Um, I watched a really good one recently called Upgrade. I have not heard of that one. Oh, it's really cool. Um, a guy, like, it's set in the future, but it's not super futuristic. A guy who doesn't really uh, use modern technology much, he's more of an old-fashioned sort of guy, he um, gets paralyzed, and then there's an experimental little chip put in the back of his neck that allows him to move, and then, like, stuff happens. I don't want to spoil the rest. Sounds interesting. It's I'll really to, good. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. yeah, I'm more of like a a war history type of guy. So, Inglorious Bastards, um, Saving Private Ryan, those kind of movies are my type of thing. But I'll... I've seen none of those. <laughs> I've also the most recent movie I've seen was um, Danger Close: The Battle of Long Ten. That sounds. You know familiar? that one? Uh, it was in cinemas a while ago. I think it was last year. But it's a uh, one about uh, Australian and New Zealand troops in Vietnam. So that was really cool to see. It sounds familiar. I'll have to double check and see. But I've, I don't know if I've seen that one. Um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> Movies and is is uh oh, blah, I misspoke. Doing level design does take a lot of your time, which is it's understandable yeah. to not to have any like other other hobbies. But I try and do what I can. So I play Warhammer. So I have like all. I collect the miniatures and paint them and all that. Um, oh, yeah. And then also I play Airsoft every once in a while. And because it gets hot down here, I can only really play in the winter. And then with COVID happening, it's not happening anymore. Mm. So, but yeah, that's that's something I, that's something I like to do. Is, especially Airsoft, it's fun. I like to play tennis to make sure I'm not a complete Jab of the Hut clone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, er, er, yeah. Doing any anything else outside can kind of help you, especially again coming down to level design. All you're doing is sitting your ass all day working on your computer. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I know, like in studios, 
um, they they either have gyms or they give you a membership to a gym nearby, which is pretty cool. So like you can always be healthy and all that kind of stuff, and that seems that's pretty cool of them to do. That means you're not working on the level design. Admit you're... to the level design god. <laughs> uh, so who's been your biggest role model for this um your level design? Ooh. I don't know. Probably all of the level designers know Room in Hell. When it, before I came to Map Labs they were um they were a big inspiration. Like whenever I was making levels I'd be like no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna launch the game and take one one more look at a certain map, and I'd be like, "This is so cool! How do they do this? I still don't know how they do it. I can't make good buildings." Yeah, that's... um, in Map Labs, uh, there are a couple more inspirations as well, like uh, the aforementioned Beef Bacon. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure he's an inspiration to everyone. Beef, beef. Listen, listen. I don't know if you're listening to this. Please make Cold Hard Steel a standalone game. And let me work on it, please. 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 <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think anyone understands how truly excited I got when I launched up Cold Hard Steel and I saw the classic scrolling text, or the, the <laughs> typed out text of like a, of like a retro shooter. I was like, oh my god, is, oh, oh my god, is the whole map going to be like this? And it launches like the Cold Hard Steel logo coming <laughs> in, and then it's all retro and fast-paced. I'm like, yes, beef. Have you ever seen um Shaquille O'Neal like um on the hot ones where he eats the spicy wings? Yes. And then he's like, "Ooh, that yes. was my reaction when I first played Cold Hard Steel." I I I abs I go like I even today I went back and played it again because I was like, it's just too fun. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's, it, <laughs> I played it again recently and tried to find all the secrets. I only got five out of six though. Which uh, which ones did you get? Do you remember? Uh, there was that one with the HEV charger. Okay. There was one in a container at the starting okay. area. Yep. Um, there was that one in the control room. That was the first one I found. The, with like, the, gr- the grenade launcher thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was that one in the big cargo rail area. Mm-hmm. And one other that I forgot. So, there's the, the... I think you got almost all of them. There's the one in the starting area that's in the crate. With, it's got yep. like the SMG or something in it. There's the one with the grenade launcher, or like the the, the ammo. Yeah. There's the one that's inside the red crate that's hanging in the car- crate room. Oh yeah, that, that that was the other one. There's the there, then there's the button in the crate room. I remember failing the jump on the way out there. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a little challenging, yeah, especially because you got to jump onto the railing. But yeah, oh no, um, I jumped I jumped on the railing and into that container, but then on the way out of the container, I fell short of that. Yeah, yeah, it's like you have to like try and get over it, and it's yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? There's the, yeah, there's the HEV one, and then in the same room, there's these oh, yeah, two, be it. there's these two red dots on the ceiling on the opposite end, and you shoot them, and you get oh, a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, so that, that would be the one that you missed. Yeah. Wait. I have no idea about that one. Yeah, I could see, uh, I could see Beef being a pretty good role model to, uh, to a lot of people, especially when they want to get into level design hey like hey beef how about you go and uh apply for valve already beef. everyone's saying to learn unreal engine for please that too do that make, make a make a game but yeah beef is basically map lab center 
big yeah. role model for all the the map labs kids gives out gifts every comp called his map above and beyond every time and it's great i know um so there's gonna be my final question if you could step into my shoes what is something you would have asked yourself that i didn't what what if what's a question that you would have liked me to ask you that i didn't ask you? oh okay uh i made this joke when you asked everyone else for questions but i didn't actually think of a question um i don't know that's totally fine if you can't think of anything that works too I'm sorry to be like every podcast guest. I really don't know. <laughs> Honestly, no, it's hard, especially like this is my first time like doing don't anything like think about it. Yeah, this is my first time doing anything like this. So like the questions I came up with is, is probably pretty less than stellar. And you being the first guest on too, we got we're kind of like working stuff out. Hmm. So, well, your questions are pretty good so far. They've allowed us to do the the standard podcast formula. You ask a question, it gets a little bit related, and then you go off on a tangent for half an hour. Yeah, and uh, I was only <laughs> expecting this to be like maybe a 20-minute thing. We're going on almost 50 minutes. Yeah, it's like 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, is there any place that people can follow you, like on Twitter or something? to like? Not, I, don't, I don't have Twitter. All right, that's fine, too. I have to make one, to be honest. What I can about, flex my terrible maps. What about... <laughs> uh, Website slash portfolio? Nope. Also, on, on, on also okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you can follow me at redzombie18 on Twitter and then my website at liebrand, L-I-E-B-R-A-N-D, leveldesign.com. You can see all my stuff on there. And then anchor.fm slash off top, uh, blah, blah, off grid. And uh, you can follow the podcast there it's on different platforms now so it's on spotify and a few other streaming services i don't know what they what they are off the top of my head um and if you have any questions please dm me on twitter um, or if you know me on discord dm me on discord um and also on uh, anchor.fm if you would like to leave a voice message that can be played on the next podcast, you can do so by clicking the message button and record your voice and send it to me and we'll listen to it. Uh, I want to thank you, Dr. Her or Dr. Mord or Grabcat for coming on and being my first guest. It's a pleasure to be the first guest. I feel all special. <laughs> Is there any like final last things you want to say before we end it off here? Oh, I do want to say uh, one more well, cool. fun fact about Shelter. Go for uh, it. You know there's a MapLabs template for the hammer editor, right? Yes. I didn't know how to set that up, despite the fact there was a guide, so I made it in uh, the Chaos Mod Hammer. Which <laughs> is probably why you had an issue with the doors. Yeah, because apparently Chaos Mod has doors that are both left and right-sided, while Half-Life 2 only has the left-sided ones. Yep. That's, that's, that'll be the issue right there. <laughs> Any other final things? No, I can't think of anything. Alright, well thank you so much. Thank you for everybody listening. Um, don't know who the next guest is yet, but if you like to suggest somebody, please Pete let Bacon. me know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you uh, do want to 
So just someone please let me know and we'll try and get them on and talk to them and have a neat little discussion. If you have any extra questions that you think I should ask people, please feel free to suggest them as well. And that'll be it. Thank you everybody for listening again and happy mapping.